I'm Marianne Kolbisak McGee, Executive Editor at Information Security Media Group. Today I'm speaking with Denise Anderson, President of the Health Information Sharing and Analysis Center, about a new inaugural annual report that H. Isaac has released. So, Denise, tell me a little about this inaugural report connecting for patient safety and healthcare ecosystem resilience that H. Isaac released. Why did HISAC issue this report and what are some of the highlights? I'm very excited about this report. I think it gives a really great snapshot of all the successes we had as a community in 2021. And, you know, to be honest with you, I kind of stole the idea from some of the other ISACs that were already doing annual reports and thought that it would be a really great thing for us to do as well. So last year we got the ball rolling and started the planning for this report that just came out. And I'm very proud of it. A lot of the contents basically based on a theme called connections. So in the ways that we connected as a community and the overall theme is connecting for patient safety and healthcare ecosystem resilience. And there are a number of sections in there that show how we connected around information, around top incidents and vulnerabilities through our committees and working groups, through our summits and other educational opportunities and in other ways that we were able to build bridges and help make sure that patient safety was foremost in our minds. Denise, during the pandemic and also now with the Ukraine-Russia conflict, cyber information sharing is becoming increasingly important to the healthcare sector. What kinds of threat intelligence is H. Isaac helping to disseminate? There are a number of things that we do. One of the things that I'm really proud of that we did in 2021 was we issued 419 targeted alerts. These were alerts that actually impacted specific companies, and not all of them were members. About 49 of them were non-members that we were able to alert and help them mediate against that. So that was very exciting. We also published over 242 finished intelligence reports out to the community, and we shared 65,812 indicators of compromise through our automated sharing channels. So those were some really great things that we did. We also obviously have things like our monthly threat briefings where we had over 2,000 attendees over the course of the year. And we had some innovative new things that we've done as far as pre-public alerts that went out. And these are basically vulnerabilities that we work with the vendor on or the threat researcher on before it becomes public knowledge so that members can take advantage of that situation and prepare to mitigate against any potential threats that may arise because of that. We also had member surveys. We conducted over 30 surveys over the course of the year on various topics, namely some things such as Log4J, which was a big one last year, and vaccine mandates and FDA approvals. So a myriad topics that we, we covered there. We also did Microsoft Patch Tuesday podcast, so that podcast. So that was something we started last year. And we also started our open house office hours where members could just connect with our threat operations center on any kind of topic, whether it was a specific threat on a help, I need help with this particular thing or other types of issues that they had top of mind. So with that in mind, when it comes to the Ukraine-Russia war right now, what are you most concerned about from a cyber perspective and potential impact on the healthcare sector. What does HISAC recommend healthcare sector entities be doing right now to prepare for potential targeted attacks or spillover attacks? So obviously there is concern and we're monitoring as, as closely as possible the threat landscape. Right now we've not 
seen anything targeted to U.S. healthcare, but obviously there is concern around spillovers for something like a, a Petya, not Petya type situation. So it, we are encouraging our members to be vigilant to make sure that they're patched to the latest version of applicable software. And DHS's CISA has published um, a Shields Up report that's very useful and shows the vulnerabilities that they should be looking at in their environment and making sure that they're patching up to date on those particular vulnerabilities. So just basic good cyber hygiene, be vigilant, be in touch with the situational awareness and know that there, if there's any threats or campaigns that are out there, and of course, just being diligent and making sure that they can be resilient in their operations. So Denise, HISAC is also doing work around medical device cybersecurity. What are some of the toughest cyber difficulties that you're seeing from your members involving medical devices, both from the healthcare provider side, as well as the manufacturers of these products themselves? Tying it back to the 2021 report, we one of the things that I'm very proud of as, as the Health ISAC is we are, have our Medical Device Information Security Council, and that's one of the forums where hospitals or healthcare delivery organizations and medical device manufacturers can come together to discuss issues of concern. And we've done a number of great initiatives in that space. And one of the things, for example, with Log4J, when that came out in December of 2021, we were able to publish on our website a kind of one-stop shop where hospitals and healthcare delivery organizations could go and see what medical devices were impacted by Log4J or not impacted by Log4J and what they could do about that. So very, uh, there's very good work being done in that space, and I'm very proud of what we've been able to accomplish there. So, Denise, you mentioned that, you know, the idea for the report, some of the other ISACs do similar things. How closely do you work with other ISACs in other sectors, and what are some of the benefits that you might be giving to them, they might be giving to you as, you know, everyone's navigating this increasingly threatening landscape that we see? So I actually am chair of the National Council of ISACs. I work very closely with all of the other ISACs on a daily basis. We just had our March monthly meeting where we all came together and we certainly discussed the geopolitical tensions in Ukraine and Russia because they have very broad ranging impacts to our members and within the various ISACs and within the various critical infrastructures. So we do collaborate and work very, very closely with each other to look at the threats that are going on, to share best practices. And we had a lot of conversations about both indicators as well as actual tactics, techniques, and procedures of threat actors. And then what I like to call the softer side of issues, for example, the fact that you need to evacuate within a one hour, have a one hour evacuation plan, have a a 24 hour evacuation plan. What do you do with all your documents and your data? What do you do with your employees? How do you track them? Looking at things like even basic payroll issues, which have been quite a challenge in region and looking not just specifically to Ukraine and Russia, but also countries that are surrounding them where many members have operations and being able to develop plans or put plans in place so that they can react very quickly if there is spillover. So when it comes to the pandemic, how has HISAC changed during the pandemic? We hear a lot about how healthcare sector entities themselves had to you know, sort of readjust. You know, Obviously, the healthcare sector has been under a lot of pressure. Has HISAC had to tweak itself or change in any way during the pandemic? 
No, actually, we were not impacted in that manner. But I will say it was amazing to see the healthcare companies literally overnight move to a telehealth or virtual type of perspective where they had staff that moved off-site and had to operate as well as treat patients remotely. So that was really amazing what they were able to do. But for Health ISAC, we were always basically, uh, while we do have our threat operations center, most of the staff is remote. So it really didn't impact us much from that perspective. We were very busy, obviously, because there were a lot of threats and a lot of activity going on at the time and sharing of best practices around moving to remote facilities and overseeing personnel and data. So we, we were very busy and we did a lot of great things like we had what we called happy hours every week where members could come together and, and discuss issues, strategies, best practices, and those kinds of things. So a lot of great work that was done at that time and, and I'm very proud of the whole community of what they were able to achieve. And finally, Denise, what's next for HI, Zach? What other programs or services is the organization working on or planning? One of the things that we started in 2021 and we're doing again in 2022 and I'm very excited about is our customized tabletop exercise program that we are able to do for members. So they they come to us and we have a discussion around what particular issue they want to exercise, and then we craft a customized plan around that and an exercise and conduct that for them. And then what the beauty of that is, is that the results or any lessons learned or best practices that come out of that exercise can be shared back with the community so that everyone can learn from it. We're also look exploring some training possibilities and, and what we could do around that. One of the things that we started in 2021 was the Rising CISO uh, training program at our summit. And we're looking to explore how we can capitalize on that more because it was very popular. And I think we're also going to be exploring a number of different activities that can bring more value to our members. So we're, we're constantly focused on making sure that members are benefiting from what we're able to do as an ISAC. Well, thank you very much, Denise. I've been speaking to Denise Anderson of HISAC. I'm Marianne Kolbesak-McGee of Information Security Media Group. Thanks for joining us.